What is good everybody and welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. Shawnee Sean here and it's now a new month. We still in quarantine. While y'all still out there and while y'all start opening up, please stay safe. Um, if y'all require to wear a mask, wear the mask. I don't like limitations either, but hopefully it will get back to normal as long as we follow these stupid guidelines i will say yeah so i'm stay away from all this coronavirus updates thing and i'm gonna get to the bright side of things so far that um very doing good i am recording new music during this quarantine um at least to keep my mind at ease to um stay insane because um those that didn't know and and didn't follow me on social media and i did a live video and i talked about this that i've been suffering depression for almost over 20 years on and off and I also have anxiety in the state. So being on quarantine, not doing anything, it affects the people, it affects a lot of people that deals with deals with this stuff. So um how I did it, I just try to keep my mind insane. I keep myself busy. I'm yeah, being a mom, I help out with my kids with the schoolwork and and I've been doing like more chores and been doing more redecorating and but I still need to get back to my first love is music and I just recorded like a couple new songs for y'all hopefully i might release one of them one of them that i really like so badly once this whole thing is over and everybody be free and jumping around and stuff like that and and this type of thing i you know me i write about a lot of stuff but there's some things that i have never been writing before in my life and it helps jump out of my comfort zone and be more spontaneous with myself so you're going to see some spontaneous side of me based on the song and based on the vibe that I feel when I when I be receiving these tracks from different producers and you never know what's going to come out of me so make sure you follow me on my social media you know when I might release some of their new tracks or probably might do a live and give you a little sneak peek of what I got so far you know what I'm saying so also, make sure you follow us, continue following us on our social media at Fret Sisters uh, for daily posts. We're doing some changes. We got some things coming up, so make sure you follow that because we do have some announcements for y'all in the later future. Also, make sure you shop our merch at fretsisters.storeenv.com. Make sure you check out our merch and stuff like that. And yeah, so I'm going to go back go and I'm sitting here making breakfast right now just getting my tea and my cream of wheat and I'm gonna come right back I will be speaking to one of the amazing guitarists and I will tell you when I come back but okay I will say the name then okay stop stop yanking me out of here so this next guest I'm gonna be coming back to she is very amazing she's one of the one of the top female guitarists, one of the more well-known guitarists, and and this season has been like great. We be getting some heavy hitters, and she's very talented. Her name is Neely Bross, and when we come back, I will be speaking to her, learning about her musical journey, and also spill some tea. I would say we're gonna be talking some tea. So when we come back. I will be sitting with Neely Bross, so keep listening. And we are back. Our guest 
today was originally from Israel. She moved to the States at the age of 12. She's a guitar instrumentalist, a teacher, and a composer. Uh, she's a member of an all-female tribute band, Iron Maidens. She also performed with two well-known famous female guitarists who were also were guests on our show um, previously. I think of them as kind of like the dream team trio. <laughs> so everyone, please welcome Nilly Ross on our show Hello, Neely. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No problem. We really appreciate you just taking your time out since none of us ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, right. Join in and have a chat. And um, we're going to start off on how you started. You started playing uh, classical guitar at the age of seven. So what made you like, oh, I want to, I want to play the guitar? Well, so um, for me, it was, you know, growing up in a in a house with older brothers that liked music and, and always had uh, some sort of classic rock music playing in the house that had a lot of guitar in it. And, and uh, one of said older brothers uh, became a guitar player. His name is Ethan Brosh. And <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to, to be like him. And in our... Uh, in our country at that time, the, the very common uh, path to that was, well, you can't play electric guitar unless you learn a classical guitar first, which has no logic to me now, but that was the rule. So that's, that's where I started. And, you know, I, I certainly don't call myself a classical guitarist, especially someone at the age of seven. But, uh, but you know, I took some lessons and I I, I dabbled and whatever, but I, I didn't really start really practicing till till much much later. Since your brother, your older brother, um, actually influenced you in um, playing the guitar, is there any other influences that influenced you to play guitar and gave you the sound that you have today? Sure, I mean, I have I have many many influences. You know, uh, it doesn't just end with the person that you know made you want to pick up the instrument although I, I'm you know very grateful uh, to him for that but um, you know I, I grew up uh, my favorite band is Extreme when I discovered them through my brother uh, and Nuno Betancourt being the guitar player of that band you know that kind of changed my life and, and got me into a lot of uh, you know more uh, hard hardcore electric guitar players let's say in the, in the shred artists and stuff like that so it was later that I you know discovered uh, a lot of guitar heroes, uh, like some of my favorite players, Andy Timmons, Greg Howe, Guthrie Govan, and you know, I. But like I said, you know, I have a lot of influences uh, in different kinds of music through the years. Mm, that is great. We always ask. <laughs> you spill some little tea here. Mm. That um, <laughs> your, like we want to tell you your experience gigging for the first time. So can you tell us like your first gig experience? My first gig experience, I mean, I guess my very first gig experience would have been uh, when I was taking those classical guitar lessons, the, the teacher that we had in, in our town kind of uh, put together these little concerts at the end of the year at somebody's house where like, you know, he would get the, the kids that he taught to, you know, maybe do a duet together or play something like that. So I think I had a, I had a duet with, uh, with another kid that that took lessons uh playing some 
classical etude or something and um i i remember it being like not that bad because i wasn't alone type of thing mm-hmm. you know um but yeah you know what i don't think i've thought about that since then so <laughs> so it's funny that you asked that question <laughs> Yeah, because usually when we have our first gig experience, it's like for me, it's kind of like I'm like so nervous. I feel like I will hit the wrong note, and that's a read. So yeah, I mean, I think I was not <laughs> to worry about that, and more just kind of like it's going to be awkward because parents are there, and you just have to get through it, kind of thing. I think it, it felt more to me like that as a kid than then like I don't you know I'm scared to, to perform I think that I think I like knew my audience you know what I mean like I knew who I was gonna be playing to so um you recently had a project in 2019 called Spectrum mm. can you tell our listeners a little story behind that project sure so Spectrum is my third studio album and it's an all instrumental album like the rest of my records um but uh it's it's a concept album and it's it's a literal spectrum it's a literal spectrum of genres that starts in one place and kind of uh fades from one genre to to the next throughout the record so you start in one place and end up in a completely different place ooh kind of like like is so it's kind of like experimentation to you actually it wasn't experimentation to me at all it was um it was kind of the result of a bunch of songs that came together that I was working on that didn't really seem like they would fit in one record because they were all in different styles they all kind of had a different thing going on and i just kind of thought about it and i was like well how do i put stuff together that on that on one record that doesn't really seem like they go together you know and then i kind of thought about it and i realized that every one of the genres that was represented had at least one other thing in common with some other genre that was represented in one of the other songs you know whether that's a a, a chord progression move or a sonic thing or a groove idea or like whatever it is like music is never really all that far from music even if it seems like a totally different thing. So I realized that that was the the common thread that all my songs had in common and I just kind of tried to figure out well how can I make that into some sort of a progression so that that became the concept is just kind of to show that music is all the same and it, it doesn't really matter it can all work together as like a concise piece of music. Yeah, that that is so awesome. I can't wait to oh, listen you. more. of your music. <laughs> Hopefully you'll bring out more new music yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working on some stuff that I'm trying to release like, you know, from quarantine, but uh it, it always takes longer than than you think when you actually get the stuff produced and everything. So, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm working on new music for sure. Well, when I first um started know a little bit about you from YouTube, of course, um Some of the videos that I've seen um is definitely called like Milik of yep. the Week which is very clever title <laughs> which I like. Um you plan on doing any more of those for YouTube? Yeah. Just yeah, get more. I mean, the the way that the Milik started was more of a like a social media thing that I've been doing since like 2015 I think. And the videos keep coming some of them that sometimes they have different names now, you know, but like I I definitely try to to keep up with the with the videos and and YouTube became more of a a spot for me to kind of bring the greatest hits to. So mostly I, you know, I try to keep up with the socials all the time, you know, once or twice a week, but um I'm trying to cater to my YouTube as well and make sure that enough of that content uh gets hit there as well. 
Well, I can't wait to see the new content. I really Thanks. can't wait because I did subscribe. Oh, <laughs> You're friends with Jennifer Batten and Gretchen Men, and y'all became like this. I think of y'all as like a dream team as a trio. So how did y'all guys meet and just became that trio? Well, so um, the way that that came together is, well, first of all, Gretchen and I have been really, really close friends for years now. And we've kind of met on the internet, you know, we've known of each other. Uh, I think most female guitar players kind of know of each other since there's not that many of, I mean, way more now, but still it's a small enough community so that you kind of, you kind of familiar, but um, but Gretchen was kind enough to, to send me a message one time saying really nice things about my playing, and uh, she, you know, I don't know if she was she wasn't sure if I'd respond or whatever, but she felt like she was kind of like uh, taking the risk or taking the chance or whatever, and and I just thought she was so sweet, you know, and and we the rest was kind of history. We became fast friends and and very close friends, and so. For years, we were talking about, um, you know, doing something together with with our solo material because we both have albums out, and and we wanted to put together a, a bill. And and the first person that really came to mind for us to ask was Jennifer, you know, because she had been a hero of both of us, and and uh, definitely the uh, the representative of female guitar players in, in history and everything like that, and the, the legend to us. And so we kind of asked her we both knew her a little bit again just from the community and and to our surprise and delight she was just like hell yeah let's do it you know so we just decided to put some shows together and ended up having a great time we all really like each other and had fun and so we hope to you know we had plans to do it again that had to be canceled because of coronavirus but uh we're hoping to return to it whenever we are able to and hopefully when we find out, we will definitely spread the word. <laughs> you got to perform, you know, Circuit Soleil. And I think it's the Michael Jackson experience. And how did you get that opportunity to perform a, a, a phenomenal show? Um, well, so Cirque has this thing where they actually have a casting website. And, you know, you can see the openings for different shows and everything like that. And when they were... Uh, creating Michael Jackson one in 2012, I think it was or whatever. They 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 had an open casting call for a female guitarist because you know I think even they knew that uh, that might be something you need to publicize very uh, uh, you know in a very public way because it's not the easiest thing to find. So I just you know started out by sending them an audition tape and everything, and I I was a finalist in that process, and then. Um, Gina Gleason, who's the original Muse character, started out with them and then a few years later just kind of circled back and, and, you know, when Gina had moved on to play in Baroness and do other things, they kind of circled back. I had another audition and ended up there for the following two years. Yeah, because I saw some clips. It was on mm -hmm. YouTube as well for your performance there and got fire yeah. <laughs> coming out from your guitar. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, if it was me going out there with fire coming out there, I'm like totally scared <laughs> of fire. <laughs> like I did Michael Jackson got my hair caught on fire from me. <laughs> to be honest, there's a reason why my wig was the only one that didn't get any hairspray on it. But... um no, like, you know, they train you for that, you know what I mean? And you're not, you're, you're shooting far away from you, you're aiming, you're, like, the whole thing is, is 
built around a moment and you do have a, a position and a spot and an aim and you pause it's not like you really have to think about like i'm running with this thing and i'm spraying everybody with it it's, it wasn't like that you know but uh, but yeah there's definitely mm. some sobering moments where you look over and and you know you remember the responsibility and the fact that you do have a 30 foot arc of fire coming out of the thing so you kind of want to pay attention but it's it's not as scary as it sounds it's a lot of fun yeah it looked like it looked like you was having a good time on that one when you had your moment coming out and yeah. the fire <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of like the big like that moment when you come out and you and you just do your thing and all you just want to do is right. just play <laughs> so this is this next question is very fun so like if you're not doing any music or not doing any creativity like what do you like to do so tell us a little bit about yourself off the stage like what do you like to do in your spare well, time I'm, uh i really love hiking i live out in the desert uh, in Nevada and uh, it's not possible for us year round unfortunately because it gets too hot but it's uh, you know it's really beautiful out here and I try to get out there as much as I can uh, other than that you know I uh, I'm very social of my friends I don't get to see them that much right now unfortunately but that's usually a, a big part of my life and um, you know right now with uh, with the quarantine it's gonna be There's a lot of documentaries being watched, so that's what I've been doing. Well, this next question, where we all are gearheads. Okay. <laughs> we are great gearheads, so we love to research and learn about different um, gear as well. And um, according to what I see, that you you like a Ibanez band actually are you endorsed mm -hmm. with Ibanez? Yeah, I've actually been with them since like 2011 or something it's it's been almost a decade which is crazy uh, feels like yesterday but you know how it is oh that is great because I've seen like two of the um, the RG series um if one is a seven prestige and it's a 927 like how does it feel when you like those guitars like how like amazing the sound is well i mean i think the sound is great um and it obviously depends on a bunch of different variables you know and every guitar is different but for me ibanez has, has been a great solution uh because the, the neck shape and size and everything is just kind of i guess conducive to the stuff that i play i feel like so playability wise already it's something that I just kind of feel like it's easier for me to do what I do on those fretboards. Um, and, you know, beyond that, they've been a company that's really able to cater to my different needs over the years that, you know, I've had a bunch of different kind of gigs that require different instruments and different style guitars, and they were always able to provide me with what I needed. And, and again, that... Uh, falls into the category of something that fits my hands and the way they move and the way that they produce sound and and so it's been something that always worked for me well also here that i found that you have a very structured practice practice regimen yeah <laughs> so can you tell us a little about your your practice routine like how like your practice because a lot of inspirations to people that don't even have a practice routine sure. um i mean Like I said, I actually am really curious as to what's out there that I allegedly do. But um, for me, it's, you know, I growing up, I spent 
a lot of my time picking up stuff by ear, you know, whatever I, I could, because I missed the YouTube generation by just a couple of years. And so I didn't really have another way to, to learn guitar music if I wanted to, you know, I had to listen to the stuff. There were no tabs, there were no videos. It was really hard to find that stuff. So you kind of had to, to do the work, you know? So I spent a majority of my practice time growing up kind of on that. And then the rest of the time, feeling like I'm filling in the gaps to try and understand what it is that I learned by year. But, you know, now my practice is really a lot more about whatever I have coming up, you know, whatever project I'm uh, getting ready for. And so it really kind of varies. But if I do have the luxury of time, which I have right now, but like, you know, usually I don't, um, I try to balance it out with different subjects that are you know important to me so I might try to balance out some time between working on improv or working on you know technique or working on my songs or you know just writing stuff or like you know I try to make it balanced uh, across the board with with things that are goals to me uh, just long-term kind of goals and, and I do also try to balance it with kind of what I call playing for myself you know or just playing for fun with kind of no rules and, mm -hmm. and just playing whatever jamming to something or you know playing a song that I loved growing up or like whatever it is you know just to to kind of keep the the reminder that it's not just a job you know I think it's it's important to keep a fresh reminder of like why you're doing this because otherwise it's it can be really easy to get burned out or get caught up into something and, and forget why you got into it in the first place so I definitely actually try to keep that a priority in my practice. Well, I, I usually don't listen to a lot of rock or anything like that. But when I saw some of your videos, like your arpeggios, your pinch harmonics, your legato melodic melodies is so <laughs> freaking sick. Well, thank you. Because I'm mm -hmm. more of an R&B guitarist type of chick, but I usually don't pay attention to, like, you know, the song. I just spoke, I just look at, like, the techniques. And when I look, the video, some of the videos that you had like a close-up look with you playing with your um, fretboard. I was sitting here like, I'm kind of like one of those emojis with my mouth all open like. Oh, you're very sweet. That's what I'm kind of like every time I look at it. I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. Like, am I gonna be, I'm gonna be talking to her? Oh, you're, you're very sweet, thank you. Yeah, I was so excited like I wanted to talk to you because like when, from when I first started out and it was kind of hard for me to find a lot of female guitarists out here like even now thank god for social media so when the when i put like type female guitars like your video one of your videos popped up and that's when i started like learning a little bit about your your playing because it's, it was kind of inspiring me to like okay i need to grab my guitar i need to learn these licks <laughs> get this right <laughs> thank you very much I, I definitely really appreciate it Thank you. Yeah, because it's like, I, I was like, I oh. can't believe I'm talking to her. We're just all a <laughs> bunch of quarantined people waiting for the world to open, you know? <laughs> yeah, if I would see you right now, if I like, see you in person, oh, I would be on my knees no, and no, singing, no. we are not working. I would not allow you to do that, that stuff, you know? It just makes me feel so awkward. You're, but, you're, but you're very sweet, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any advice for any like artists coming up or how to navigate in this music business, especially as women that we have to deal with this male dominant world? Um, you know, for me, I think one thing that's I don't want to say that it's overlooked, but sometimes I feel like it is. You know, I think just like being a good person, being professional, like, like going into whatever situation you're going into, 
and whatever that manifests itself if it's just you know i need to be prepared today and i need to be respectful or i need to you know open my mind to something else, like whatever it is you know i think people get so caught up in their goals or you know whatever they think the path should be that i think it's it's easy to forget to make that a priority you know it, it, it sounds too simple but like I, i don't know i just think like don't be a dick is kind of good advice all around so <laughs> you know sometimes it's as simple as that that's a great advice to uh to say you know i, I mean now feel inspired remember too is like past an audition or an opportunity or whatever you know whatever you end up doing it's gonna be a relationship with other people you know just like any other relationship and and in the end when someone's hiring you well, a lot of times what they're really thinking is like i'm gonna be spending a lot of time with this person and possibly traveling with them a lot and you know like when you do that a bunch you kind of realize that it's sometimes more important to figure out like that you like the people that are around you you know so people forget that that might be a priority to whoever's hiring them beyond like oh this person plays really well a lot of people play really well but sometimes the boss prefers to be around someone cool you know so it's a it's an important thing well that's great because it's like you only like not only you building a business relationship but also have like that 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 vibe with people when you work with because so yes you have normal people and you're going to be around them all the time you got to have that right mm-hmm. type relationship yeah. you know it's uh it's just like so, any other relationship i think you know if, if it starts from the right intention and and a good i mean it's gonna sound cheesy but like if it comes from like the right place uh you know to me that's more important but you know everybody has different standards i guess Well, we're going to put your social media um, on our show notes, but can you tell our listeners um, where to, sure. to find so, you? Uh, I am at Neely Brosh, which is N-I-L-I-B-R-O-S-H on Instagram and on YouTube. And then on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Neely Brosh Music. So almost exactly the same. We didn't quite get that one, but um, yeah. Those are the socials. And then there's neelybrosh.com as well, where, um, you know, you can check out my merch, my um, music and and tour dates whenever the world opens up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome. So there you have it, ladies and gents. I'd like to thank Nelly Brosh for joining in with us today. Make sure you follow her on social media go to her website, check out her website, support her with merch, listen to her music, like her latest project. I really, I want to hear it again. <laughs> That's the type of act that you will hear it again and again and again. <laughs> so make sure you check that out and also follow us, Fret Sisters, on social media for upcoming events or anything like that, upcoming episodes or whatnot. And until then, I am Sean, Shawnee Sean Marshall. Thank you guys for listening and I hope to see you on the next show. Bye. Hey, Rip Girl, go on and play something for the people.
If you want to learn more about this progression, then you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love. Thank you.